0: Hi everyone, PJ. How are you? Wow, it has been a very long time (laughs) since I did a podcast. Um, There are reasons for that and I won't go over every day in detail, but I will say to you that it has been an immense year and as an immense year, it's really pulled on the fibre of my being. I'm sure you can appreciate that. So I'm back. Um, I have had one hell of a year at a personal level and it has been um, extraordinary. So what I wasn't anticipating (laughs) when I started this was I was going to go through my own awakening um, as much as we're all going through this great awakening and um, feeling... um, the intensity of of the changes that we many of us all of us everyone I speak to has been going through with all this crazy that is around now you're probably like me and you probably have never said the c-word as much as you have in this year as much as uh COVID and all of the other things are plaguing our minds and we're feeling um, so incredibly tired, so incredibly stressed out, because who knew a year ago that we would still be in this space one year on. Most of us, are, I think, even the most cynical are somewhat glass half full, and it uh, looks like the bottom of that glass stills yet to be reached. So, today what i want to talk about is apart from reviving the great awakening podcast i will be back every week to talk about some of the themes that are arising through what's going on some personal insights so some of the things that i've become known for i guess um and i'm feeling strong enough and well enough to share that at a at a greater level and a bigger level and um also to to just highlight some of the stuff that's been going on in my neck of the woods, um what I'm up to, what I'm about to do, uh, and where I'm going. I'm going to be very, very busy. <laughs> um which is really just a case of me responding to the opportunities that the Lord Above puts in front of me, and I am so very, very grateful. So um My news is that I am currently in a project co-authoring a book, um, which gives me great joy to be able to say. Um, The qualities of that book are going to be very beautiful, can't say much, but it is mainly a topic on essential oils, which probably won't be that much of a shock (laughs) to many of you because I love them so much and I use them so often. Um, the essential oils, of course, have still re- retained a really beautiful focus for me for, through the year. And I think, yeah, actually, the last time I did a live, I started to um, be, be exposed to the um, the effects of shedding. And I was quite sick, so... And I hadn't been sick for around seven years, save one time, where I did get the flu when I travelled internationally. And I didn't use my oils, which was really dumb, because it gives you <laughs> it gives you confidence because you you you're so well. Um, and then when you go to actually, um, yeah, you just slip into forgetful land, which is exactly what happened. And we were coming back from Long Beach. California 2018 and neither of us had been so sick Uh, it was horrible Um, so that was the only time and then here I was in March April this year and I was um, really really sick from um, shedding symptoms all of the things that you read about and um, it was basically a really um, strange flu symptom and it really um, set, sent me for six, <laughs> so to speak, as we, we would say here in Australia. Um, it really knocked me over and um, took me a while to recover. But I just gently um, moved through it the best that I could. And um, yeah, and then, then everything was, was fine after that. Look, I just had my phone pop up and ask me if I wanted to review 2021, the irony, and here I am on my podcast. Um, And then there's a part of me that (laughs) wants to review and there's a part of me that so does not want to look back um, at all of the things. But, you know, definitely did achieve a lot. Um, It was very challenging trying to yeah move the bus through the eye of the needle that's actually what it felt like so on lots of levels a lot of you know that i have a very um large global business um with the oils and yeah and just navigating what we experienced um at a at a spiritual level was massive you know it uh, it was really incredible but but the year has been interesting and This has been a year where I feel incredibly blessed. I'll go into more of the business side of things on another podcast that I have planned because um, that's important for me. But for those of you that are just curious to listen for the inspiration, the motivation, I will say to you that I felt the Holy Spirit deeply all year. It was incredible. I had a conversation with God back in January. And you can actually see when I look back um, to... That um, yeah, to that, to that experience, I made a pact with God to honor the, the, the Sabbath, um, which was really beautiful and is something that I haven't done Now. I didn't do this with a view to you know, w- winning favor in God's eyes or, or, or doing works for favorability. That's certainly not what I did. It was out of thanks. Because I had experienced the Holy Spirit through Christmas last year, and here we are, we're two weeks off Christmas two thousand twenty-one, and I wanted to, I wanted to find a way that I could, um, just honor being saved, and reading the Bible. One of the things that came up for me was, you know, faith without works is dead in the water, and. I actually really firmly believed that as well. And so um, I I honoured it by doing as much as I could to honour the Sabbath. And for those of us that are aware, the Sabbath is a Saturday, not a Sunday. Why? Because Sunday um, wasn't the seventh day. Sunday is considered the first day of the week. And I decided with good faith to honour that premise and I planned all my weeks around that. I also used that day to deliberately check out and um, give my time to God at least for at least a few hours and then spend that time with my family, which I did. As a result... I can say to you, I was so blessed. And I can recommend that practice for anybody who feels inclined to want to do something. Pulling um, Sunday away from the focus and bringing it into Saturday, the Sabbath days, just, it's it has been really good for me. Um, it, it feels a whole lot le- less religious and more sort of inspired. For me, and it's been really nice. Now I'm not going to con- sit around and condemn people for choosing to worship on a Sunday. That's completely your call. But from my point of view, the Sabbath, um, being the Saturday, is the day of rest. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really really good. So, what has happened um, as a result of making that decision? Um, I feel as though I'm replenished more readily and it's funny because as a kid I was loved Saturdays and always hated Sundays <laughs> loathed loathed Sundays and Saturdays were this play that it was this space you know you'd wake up on a Saturday morning you'd be like yay and I still I still actually feel like that um, Saturdays are just um, charged with a positive energy and I think that's a really good way to be able to give thanks so I pull out a um a book bible or i might read some verses if i am um caught in a situation where i'm working because it can't be helped um i'll use that day to create um but always apologize to god first because i know i've broken a promise and he's pretty cool about it so um <laughs> i think uh intention is, is everything so that's that's been my year, and it has been amazing. I saw some incredible, um, yeah, blessings as a result of making those decisions, and um, my my tenure, my my outlook, my well being, my health has improved exponentially. The blessings for my family have improved exponentially, and um, the personal power that I that I feel as a result of making that decision. Um, in line with my faith has been really beautiful and I'm very lucky because I have a life that I can, I can, I have that freedom, I can do that. Sitting outside of the need to go to work for somebody else It's just a really very cool thing. So there's that. Um, that was sort of the highlight of my year and something that I am reflecting on and really loving um, as a result of that. I've also been um, invited to co-create with another podcast. So I'm going to be very busy. And um, this one is, I won't launch it here because now is not the time, but keep an eye out because you're going to see more podcasts from me. Um, three more. <laughs> so one will be um, uh, this one and then the other will be uh, in from Doterra, so it'll be um, oils and healing, and a third one will be around the business um, and motivational mindset. So that one is more about um, showing up in crazy times and how challenging that can be. Um, I know for a fact that a lot of you who listen to me are people who. Uh, feel somewhat the same and can feel a sense of purpose rising strongly within you if that is you I'm going to say to you um, yield to the call uh, it it's it's a it's a it's a life of purpose is a life worth living 100% and I can say to you hand on heart that while it is a bit of a leap of faith and there are no guarantees, and I'll say to you, I'm on my edge a lot. The Holy Spirit really pushes me to my limits sometimes. Um, I've had to face a lot of personal fears this year. Even just doing the podcast is just like, oh, you know, every time I turn it on, there's a little thing inside me that dies, and then the rest of me is renewed, and I know that it's <laughs> what I'm meant to be doing, um, but it, it, it takes guts. Um, there's no no question about that. Some people will love it, and they they you know they're totally um, loving of attention. I'm actually not loving of attention. I enjoy a degree of attention, but not whipping up the sentiment for focus on PJ. That that does not actually come naturally. So constantly fighting myself, but knowing that there are people who um, are inspired and enjoy listening to what i have to say and what i'm doing so for you i am so grateful and all of you um, are the reason why i show up um, i feel it and i hear it podcast yes i'd put it to rest and bringing this back um i know that a lot of people like to listen to me on the way to work or they just like the accent which is funny because i don't hear an accent i'm australian i just hear flat tones I don't I don't hear anything um, but you guys like it so that's cool um, and I know that it's much more portable than actually sitting around on a zoom or YouTube etc so all has their place but I'll be showing up heaps more so that's what I've been doing I launched my website today which is extremely cool to be able to say this has been a massive birthing. Now, I know people speak about this sort of thing, but you got to know, oh, my goodness, we have been through... I, it, it beggars belief. We, you know, the pandemonium we've had uh, 18 months of it. We've had um, fire between us, me and my executive assistant, fires and floods and... Um, what else has there been? Uh, uh, she had three, one in 100 year floods. I think there was two volcanic earthquakes and a partridge in a pear tree. No. <laughs> um, we've had spiritual attacks. We've had, oh, she was in hospital for um, a hip at the beginning of the year, hip injury that she had. She was taped into her house um, through through the Pandemic with her, um, what do you call it? Uh, with her local authorities in the Philippine, in the Philippines, uh, what else went on? There were, um, uh, yeah, the earthquakes. I mean, it's se- separations. You and I were locked down. My husband and I, we were locked down in separate houses um, in different two different states. I've had my daughter return from home. We've had. Family that have all had the jab in spite of being given information to suggest that they don't follow through and get the jab, they did. Um, It's just been one thing after the other after the other. (laughs) And I didn't think this website would ever get done. In fact, at one point there last year, I just completely let it go. Couldn't even look at it. It just seemed so pointless. And now here we are. Today um, I've released that out into the wilderness and there is finally a space for people to um, enjoy and come together and really love um, um, it, that work that I put out. So there is a place for my blogs and my opinions. <laughs> there is a space for a member-based website. So that's what happens when you join my doTERRA team. You get to be part of that um beautiful space of beauty it's very tranquil that was the whole idea of the site um you'll see when you go there www.peterjane.com and you will get to go there and experience and explore and understand different aspects of my offering and what i'm doing and how i'm doing it so yeah it's it's been bigger than ben-hur but we're finally we're finally there Um, so Let's move pace now a little bit and we'll look forward to what's going on at the moment and how people are feeling. And as I mentioned, I touched on a little earlier, we're all, and you're probably hearing it in my voice as well. I mean, I'm feeling it too. We're all really, really tired. We've all been through a lot. We've all witnessed a lot. We've all processed a lot. And for those of us that have been in the truth of community, I'm just going to be really honest here and say we never... Although we rattled the cage and we brought people into um, a space of questioning and a, um, you know, bringing people into awareness of what was possible and what we were capable of, we sure never imagined that, well, I didn't, never imagined things would go to the extent that they've gone, you know. And that that's actually been really hard to come to terms with because we knew we could see where it was going. We would labelled the whack job, conspiracy theorists, you know, and even the spiritualists, they were all saying, stop putting your focus and attention on it and then it won't grow. Well, actually, I believe that too. And look what happened. It did actually grow and uh, it, ma- it was made manifest. And, in fact, for a little while there... I became very, um, um, how shall we say, un, unhappy at the um, at the, the the fact that we had the vision so clear in our minds, and um, and that we were we were in this sort of we're all in it together kind of deal. Um, this, I'm talking way back. You know, this is going back into 2012. And to feel this heavy sense of loss and, and like this general disease with... disease? <laughs> ..with the community in the way that it is. You know, it was... Um, it has been very hard to... Weird, actually. <laughs> it's been very weird to see that everything that we spoke about 10 years ago um, literally appear as though, you know, we were the town of cries or we were prophesying. Um, and none of us were feeling that way. It was just all the information was pointing to this. And there are parts of me that kind of wish that I didn't leave the truth movement because I did for a little while. I got to a point where I'd had such a a fill of it. And I did believe, as I said just earlier, I actually did believe that, you know, where your focus is, things will seem bigger than they really are. And that can certainly be the case for now even, you know. Um, I decided, well... If we focus on this, naively, <laughs> if we focus on this, then it's going to get bigger, so it's best to take our attention off it and go and find things to do, which is exactly what I did and work on my purpose. God gave me a choice. you probably heard this before. I'm sure I've said it many, many times, but if this is your first time listening to it, um, God gave me a choice. You can either continue down the path of truth and continue to research. I could feel my heart was really blackening. And my despair was um, evident. It was really, and you can see that actually um, with a lot of people in the truth community even now. You can see that they bear the burden of the truth. It comes at a cost. You're losing friends. You're losing loved ones. You're coming into an awakening of... A reality that isn't what you were led to believe. You 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 feel this sense of despair, um, and it, it can bring on full blown real depression. It it really can. So if you're identifying with any of those symptoms, know that that's part of an awakening process too. And this too shall pass. And there are tools and strategies you can use. Certainly head up to my website, and look at some of the amazing ideas and. Um, uh, blogs that I've got that can help you with that as well as some pre-e-books which I'm uploading all the time They can also help you. Um, there's no need to suffer but the, the, the truth is, is hard to bear you know and we to to watch and see in my own case where my own family my own children even though they know what mum is about and they know What I stand for, they still went the way of the jab, you know. It was very hard to um, come to bear. I love my kids. We're all really good friends, you know. They're adults now and we really enjoy each other's company. And it hasn't caused the rift that it has in other families, that's for sure. I understand why they made the decision they did. I don't believe the decision was the right decision, but they made the right decision for them. Does that make sense? And we still spend time together, and I don't care that they're jabbed. You know, I never want that to be a reason why we don't spend time together and do things. So I understand that in the weeks coming, so I think I've got four more days before we're subclassed officially for having chosen to not go the route of the vaccination and we will be penalised as many other parts of the world have been for taking that stance and going against what was OK. Um, and I'm sure that news probably comes as a shock to some of you, <laughs> thinking, you know, how does that feel when your kids just go off and do their thing? They didn't do it in rebelliousness. They, they did it because one wanted to be graduating and she couldn't physically graduate unless she'd had the jab. Now, she's been hosp- um university for five years, so she deserved a piece of paper, and it also meant that she wouldn't be able to continue with her career if there was pressure from work. She just did not want that. And then my son uh, would not be able to be uh, permitted on-site without the jab at all. To him, that was really important. Um, the option could have been that he didn't, go to that particular job site fine then he would be less employable and they have basically said he would lose his apprenticeship not his job his apprenticeship that's how fierce it's become here in australia so i don't blame them for making the decision that they did they both know that i have enough to be able to support them they're making their way in the world and they want to be able to make the decisions and have the choices, and while I've created a life with my husband, that means it doesn't really matter if I'm jabbed or not at all. I don't I don't need to be. I'm certainly not flying in the face of people who are, and it doesn't matter to me if I'm subclassed out of existence. <laughs> I just, I still every day keep thinking, okay, this is going to end, isn't it? And then I look at some of the decisions and I look at the people in power and I just think, my God. So, uh, yeah, this is um, its an interesting <laughs> interesting time in my life. Um, the irony is both my kids are on the autistic spectrum and I spent their whole lives navigating around their vax injuries, spending many... Th- oh, I can't even think how many tens of thousands of dollars I would have spent on them over the years Um, even moving into the doTERRA and the natural um, healing and the essential oils to help them overcome general everyday anxieties and suicidal ideation from my son and depression and Anxiety from my daughter and allergies and anaphylaxis, all of the things. <laughs> Moving away from the chemist chemicals and the toxic overload and living an authentically and very aligned, very true and purposeful, powerful life. And they went and got the job anyway. <laughs> oh dear. So I laughed because well what else are you gonna do? Um we are the only people we know that are not jabbed, as many of you are. I know that much. And some of you might be. And, look, you'll never have any judgment from me, ever. You do what you have to do. I know that I will never take the jab, and I refuse. I actually believe that it's offensive to God, but I know of a lot of people who are in the situation. And my kids are the same. They they didn't want to take it. They had to take it, Mum. So... There were ways around it, but that's how it's showing up and this is how it is. So I come to you um, tonight on my podcast with uh, a full understanding. If you have family and if you're the only one that's not, I fully know how that goes. There are some of us who just can't go there. And um, I guess it's a case of take each day as it comes and watch this space because... Who knows where all this is going to lead? And like I said when in the very beginning, I never imagined, I just never thought that we would come this far. I never imagined that the vaccination that we all dreaded back in 2012 that was going to be administered by our own government at its own people, lauded as a way of protecting us from the boogeyman, whatever you want to insert there, go ahead, and um, doing it for our own good um, and taking, handing our autonomy away to to a government, you know. It's very interesting because in at school, uh, and if you've listened to my other, other podcasts, I'm sure I've raised this before as well, uh, at school we had prescribed reading and there was some very... Interesting books that we were required to read, and one of them was 1984 by George Orwell, and it speaks, as you probably be aware, of this dystopian order that was running through this community and these nefarious beings that were never seen but were always threatening the 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 um, peace of the community, and basically, it's the basis of you know a ton of bad dreams, really, and here we are. We're literally living the thing that they were warning us about because they have to tell us, right? I went to a Catholic girls' school. (laughs) Um, And I, I think of the agendas in one way, you know, they really helped me forge the outlook that I've got, so that's been good. In the other way, holy crap. They certainly have to tell you. And we were groomed. We were prepared for this the prescribed reading um to kill a mockingbird what's that got to do with australia nothing um and it even the the culture the lifestyle the deep the deep south the whole story about the the lawyer you know and the young girl looking at the the world of this um racist situation for to kill a mockingbird and um her perspective through a young girl's eyes, you know. I always used to think it was the strangest book. Surely there are books in it that are written about in Australia that have more... They're more valid, um, relatable. <laughs> and and uh, But no, we had To Kill a Mockingbird. We had um, George Orwell's 1984. There was another one. Oh, three... The Endless Step by Esther Herzog and she's, um, that was a great book, um, that was Russia, so that was um, all set in the steps of Russia and her life and after that we had The Diary of Anne Frank, why? <laughs> Again, are there no books locally? Why are we reading about war books? Um, so it was pre-World War One, and then The Di- Di- Diary of Anne Frank I believe was pre-World War Two or going on in the World War Two. It was all about her life, and of course, we any of us in the truth movement know. And if you don't know, and Frank is not a real being, she's a fiction, but she was put forward as a real being, and became a bit of a cult icon from um, Europe. And the other one was oh, this one. Victor Frankel and I've mentioned this many times, "Man Search for Meaning," and I would say to you that that book is powerful. So where the nineteen eighty four is about handing over your autonomy and your power, Victor Frankel's book, um, Jewish I believe, can't recall, pretty sure it's he's Jewish, um. A yes, caught in Auschwitz. So, his experiences and what he went through, and how he was able to find Jesus and find meaning in what had gone on. He'd been selected, he'd been thrown to the scrap heap. He had his kids and his wife taken off him and separated permanently. He um, went through. Um, all of the things, he became a Nazi soldier, according to the book, and he was able to convert some of his colleagues to Christianity. Um, but Man's Search for Meaning, its book is all about, you know, they can strip everything away. But they can't take away the way that I think. They can't take away the way that I feel. So very interesting, especially in light of uh, a truth of view of the world. Um, but we were all given these books as kids, so for me, you know, it's like, what, what, what were you doing, preparing us for what, preparing us for these days, twenty, thirty years hence? Um, and the other thing that was very interesting was religion, where, and again, I've raised this with um, in other um, podcasts, where we had, um, you know, all of, we had to study. Um, a whole heap of different religions. Catholic girls' school it was so weird, and we had to study Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, Islam, and compare and contrast with Christianity in the final semester. So that was over a two-year period. We had to study every every one of those, um, get to know it, compare it, contrast it, and then write a thesis at the end to get out of school to get to get our. VCE. <laughs> um, th- nothing else mattered. So you, you you, could have done a student the whole way through or you could have failed, provided you did that, that was your pass out. It was amazing. And what were they doing? Well, they were grooming us for a one-world religion, weren't they? Think about it. Asleep, fast asleep, Catholic girls' school and then layering over this religion I remember being able to look at the contrasts and uh, comparisons in religion. It was actually that that made me realise, oh my God, I don't belong here at all. I hated Catholicism and I renounced renounced Catholicism to Jesus when I was 11 years old. I was in a bush chapel wandering around and um, it was a camp when I was in year 7. And I'll never forget it. We had spare time and I was one of those kids I kind of sat on the periphery. I wasn't in any group. I wasn't wasn't easily understood and I didn't fit well with them either. They were all off doing their own thing and I, I didn't feel like doing any of that. So I went for a walk um further up and went into what was called the Bush Chapel and I felt the presence of God there and the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget it. And I looked up and I said, why do we have churches? Why do we have steeples? This is so beautiful. I feel God here. And I could feel his presence. It was really magnificent. So from that age onwards, and it was just, I realized the other day, it was just three months after that that I learned that from a nun, a Catholic nun, that 25th of December was not Jesus' birthday which is the truth. As many of you know, it's September 11. Um, That um, it was the birth date of uh, the Roman god into antiquity and it was just easier to hold Christmas on that date so we didn't confuse everybody. (laughs) Sound familiar? Um, So there was that. We were also told there's no such thing as Santa... uh, there's the birth date of Christ. She didn't have the date, but she said it's definitely not the 25th of December. And there was one other thing, I can't remember, I can never remember the third thing, but I remember it after the fact. So, yes, um, a very progressive Catholic girls' convent, um, if you like. And I remember the girls coming out of the classroom, all of them crying, devastated, confused. And I was like, yeah, bring it on. Because I was very much about the truth and, and uh, what the way the world worked and not the way that we were told that it needed to look. Um, they were For me, they were two, always, very two, very different things. So um, here we are. Some, I don't know, even want to think about the math, but we're nearly close to 30 years, hence 40. Yes, it's 40 years. And in that time, um, the world has become closer and closer to this dystopia um, that all of the books and all of the television shows and all of the movies, um, comics, cartoons, all of them have come together to create, warn us, you know, I think artists actually have um, a lot in them and by that I'm not saying, you know, there are some people, some artists who are completely off the rails, but they're able to ensure um, and express what's coming, you know, and pick up those messages and they're warned. And through that they then create and express artistically. And through that creative and artistic expression, sometimes it's deliberate, sometimes it's, well, I won't say coincidental, but, coincides, and um, we can look back at some of these artists and look at some of the stuff that's gone on and gone well. They were telling us the whole time, and we just didn't listen or didn't get it, you know? And and you're seeing that now in, in, in amongst you, in a, in, a, in your village, in your community. You, you can physically see um, all of that play out, and there, there's like these waves, I'm seeing it now in social media, although I'm not in Twitter and Instagram much, although I did open Instagram. So if you want to go and have a look, you can, but I just find it really shallow compared to Telegram, which I'd much rather go deeper on some of the topics that we're speaking about in Telegram. To me, they mean more. And they help, you know, shape our psyche. They help um, forge our spirit and um, I think a, a chat platform like telegram even that it you know we weighed sort of in the shadows and the lurk and in the depths there's some stuff there that's not that pleasant we could say the same thing of any platform as well as you're probably aware so what now what next well i think the theme that has been coming up for me and maybe for you as well as you know What can you enjoy? What do you have uh, where you can enjoy your life anyway? Where can you position your mind in a way that is whole and calm and nurturing? Um, And so I believe that the Great Awakening is about having the courage to look at the blessings that are rising and that are um, around you Um, and working in uh, um, operating in a space of being able to bless others. You know, these last few months, we have been incredibly blessed. This was a year where, and I'll speak more about that in my other podcast, but effectively, this was a year where everything came good. We... Our business has strengthened our separate... We both have separate businesses. Um, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. And our businesses have fortified, mainly because our focus isn't business so much as it is the focus is people. And it's really we've really strengthened our offering. It's just been an, an incredible year to be able to say that. My kids, too, neither of them went through any... You know, we, we were protected... No two ways about it, you know. Kids were never impacted by any job losses at all. Um, They're joined together, you know, in their work and they're incorporated in their work. They find value in what they do. They're paid well, thus the jab. Um, And both of them have received um, at least two promotions each um, in their various things, which, you know, as a mother of two kids on the autistic spectrum, I never even thought they would be able to hold a job or a career, let alone what they're both doing now. So I'm incredibly proud of them. Um, This is a year where we're invited as individuals to align to our um, future without sight. So this is a path of faith, um, walking the path of faith, not sight, you know, and uh, it's scary. It's like li- literally taking a leap. You will, if you're brand new to my podcast and you haven't sort of heard me before, you may well have seen some attitudes change completely. Um, and I think that's because as we grow, we start to review where we sit with things, things that were vulnerable obvious at one point have now we've now shifted into a more advanced or more developed aspect of ourselves and it's it's yeah it's just really interesting times. I think that we're being called to to look at our passion, our purpose and our focus and allow ourselves to rise um, in, in, in light of what we want, the world that we want to create still versus the world that we're being told needs to happen and investing deeply in our passion and our purpose. I actually think that that's that's the, the path away from the reality that they're trying to create. And like I always said, there are two realities and you get to choose on which reality that you play on. So much love. I hope that um, that's been helpful and that you've enjoyed that. If you have any requests, please send me an email. Get in touch with me and let me know uh, if there's anything that you would like to know. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining me.